Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us become conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Paul Estabrooks. Our teacher is my longtime friend, Dr. Jim Cunningham, consultant in adult education and director of Go Teach Global. Jim, as you and I get older, we often have a problem with memory. We call it a senior moment if we forgot something. Why do you think God places such an emphasis on remembering? Paul, I know there are men listening to this program who neither read nor write, but guess what? (laughs) Some of them have better memories than you and me together. Well, better than mine anyways. They are called oral learners. They have trained their mind to remember details of a story as they hear it. I have taught men in some countries who cannot read or write, yet they remember what I wore the day I taught, how hot it was in the yard when we had a tea break, and how an eagle snatched meat from my plate at lunchtime in the yard. Years later, they remember my lessons and the details. How do they do it? To me, it is a mystery. You and I are part of a minority group of men. We can write and we can read. I keep a journal. I take notes and I write out what happens in my life. My journals are sort of my memory. But that does not mean I can remember what is written in my journals. If you're listening to me today and you do not know how to read or write, stay with me to the end and let's discover together how we can remember details in our life journey. Someone wrote every word written in the Bible. The writers of the scripture spoke from God, it says, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. To put in words as God reveals thoughts is a powerful way to recall what he is saying to us. Writing in a journal records God's words spoken to us from scripture, from nature, and from conversations with friends. Words written today become our history when we read them tomorrow. One thought written can be retained longer than many ideas unrecorded no matter how good one's memory might be. Journals become personal history books of how God works in our life. I have kept journals, some people call them diaries or logbooks, for over 50 years. I started the year I was married and began to record events that happened in our life. I reread them periodically to try and learn from experiences and insights gained from my life adventures. The key is to begin writing. Perhaps this is your first experience writing your thoughts. The goal is to help us remember. Look at some of the things in Scripture that God told us to remember. He said, remember the Passover. He told the children of Israel in Exodus 12 that they were to remember the Passover each year and how God delivered them from bondage in Egypt. A valuable lesson for them to remember God's faithfulness and remember his power, and remember their disobedience, and what happened when they disobeyed. Of some 600,000 men, plus women and children, only two men, Joshua and Caleb, made it alive to the promised land. The rest perish due to disobedience. Wow, that's a harsh lesson. Remember to obey. Second, remember, it says, remember the Sabbath day. In Exodus 20, God said to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. No work is to be done on that day. Six days we are to work, and then on the seventh day, the Sabbath, we are to set aside a day to rest and worship God. So we must remember 
to rest. Remember, you must not make any idols of silver or gold to rival me, he says in Exodus chapter 20. The second commandment is to remember not to have idols or images of things worshipped rather than God himself. So remember to worship only God. Jim, I'm curious what you think men could worship more than God. But before we discuss that, let me remind our listeners that this is Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham from Go Teach Global. For a printed copy of this program's teaching or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Paul, there are a number of things a man could place ahead of worshiping God. Sports, a job, our time, money. Remember, though, no other gods, no other idols. Scripture tells us over and over to remember, remember, remember. We even call the Eucharist in some churches the Lord's table done in remembrance of Christ's last supper with his disciples. We appear to have short memories or forget, especially things God tells us to remember. That is one motivation to talk about or write about what happens in your life. You are telling or writing your history. Tell others or write about your fears and how God helped you overcome them. Tell others or write about your joys and the blessings God has given you. Tell others or write about how God worked in your life and how he answered your prayers. Eventually, your words will be heard or read by your children and your grandchildren. The first fear to overcome is that someone may read what you write today. True, someone may, someday. But that is secondary to the value it has for you in writing it today. A second concern may be, what if I change my mind or feel different tomorrow? Will I be embarrassed by what I wrote or felt today? Perhaps. But this is how you feel at this moment. Knowing how you feel or think today permits you to measure change or progress in the future and give God the glory for the improvement in your life. Christians who live in regions of persecution may be reluctant to write names and facts about events that could be used by religious authorities to cause arrest or harm to others. And Christians in refugee settlements may lack the resources of even a pen or a notebook to record an event. Your primary focus is survival. There's little time to reflect and remember. The key, though, is to do whatever you must do to remember God's goodness and remember his provision and remember his faithfulness and remember his deliverance. In an oral society, people remember history by telling stories. So whether by writing or by memorizing stories, the critical goal is to remember. I recall hearing a Korean-Canadian pastor who spent two years, six months, and nine days in a North Korean prison. He had visited North Korea 149 times, but was arrested on trip number 150 and charged with working for the CIA. Sentenced to life in prison with hard labor, he said that during his first year he was forced to do hard work for eight hours every day, then returned to his solitary cell where he ate meals alone. He had no books, no pictures, no television, nothing. No pen, no paper, and was being watched by armed guards 24 hours a day. 
Then he was given a Korean Bible after one year. He devoured the words of God like honey to his soul. During the next months, he was able to prepare and memorize over 700 messages from Scripture. In my lifetime, I have written many things, yet one of my weakest subjects in school was English grammar and composition. I could change tenses in the middle of a sentence, probably have in this script already. I did remember a preposition was a word that you did not end the sentence with. You get the picture. I could not clearly write in proper English sentences, yet write I did. I did not worry about grammar rules or sentence structure or tenses. I just wrote. I poured out my heart to the Lord in my journals. If I was rejoicing, I told him. If I was angry, I told him. If I was afraid, I told him. And now I have 50 years of my history recorded. I can also show you in my journal stories of how God provided opportunities for ministry beyond anything I could imagine. In 1978, I wanted to go back to university to do my doctorate in adult education and research men's ministries in North America and how to minister to men. I wrote a 12-chapter book about the roles of men. For three years, I wrote a weekly newspaper column for men, and then the end came. A lawyer told me I could not use the name I wanted for my ministry to men, and the secular university I attended would not approve my research topic as it was too religious. So my dream set on a shelf for 40 years until a friend in Kenya asked if I had any info to help men fulfill their life roles. Men Alive was published in 2018, 40 years later. Next, Ray Allery, then president of Trans World Radio in Canada, read my book and asked me to prepare some sessions for men to be translated and broadcast in different languages. You are listening to one of them right now. Wow. Do I remember the journey? Yes. I give God the glory. Yes. Do I encourage you to record and remember how God works in your life? Yes. Keep a journal. The words you record may change history, your history. Start writing, my brothers. And if you cannot safely write, like the pastor in a North Korean prison, start remembering, memorizing, and retelling what God's doing and teaching you in your life that you can share with others. Thanks, Jim. There you have it for today, men. We become alive unto God when we encourage ourselves by recording God's faithfulness, knowing He oversees every detail of our life. Dr. Jim shared with me that he's had contact with men in a variety of life roles. Many shared concerns, fears, frustrations, and challenges at accepting the common changes imposed by aging and the confusing changes within one's culture. Some felt so exhausted by the changes, they just wanted everything to stop and return to normal. The shifting roles in the traditional family make it problematic for young men to find competent role models. Most, if not all, of men's life roles are learned from other males who become their model. It is his and my belief that the most significant male role model for any man is Jesus of Nazareth, Son of God. We also believe that the Bible teaches principles 
man might apply in fulfilling his primary life roles. That's what makes men alive. Steve Wilson of Focus on the Family writes, Men need help. That's the cry I hear in my ministry role. For the past years, Dr. Jim has been a mentor to me. I've seen his heart's passion for helping men in all cultures to be a biblical man. It is a treat to see an older brother take time to share biblical insights gained from his 50-plus year marriage to Rita, lessons gained as a lifelong learner and disciple of Jesus Christ. For a printed copy of this program's teaching, or with any questions you may have, email Dr. Jim at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. For more information, go to our website at www.goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Estabrooks on behalf of Dr. Jim Cunningham, encouraging you to be men alive, conform to the image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.